0: And welcome to another episode of the Winging at F1 podcast. And we come to you on breaking news day. Da, da, da. Because not only is this our Japanese Grand Prix review episode, it is also our FIA cost cap review review episode, where we review the review of the cost cap review from 2021 for Formula One. And there isn't much of the review to review, it is simply a statement on said review. But Enough of that. Let's introduce my co-hosts for today who will help me trudge, drudge, well, whatever the word is, through the quagmire of FIA regulation uh, for the Japanese Grand Prix and for the cost cap. Nigel Chu and Adam Dickinson. Hello. Are you feeling upbeat? Are you feeling ju- buoyant because of the, the lovely world that is F1 regulation?
1: Well, well going off our uh... Private. That's not private. Messenger conversations. We're feeling argumentative, and it's probably going to continue. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be I like.
2: I like buoyant. Is it like. Do I feel like I float more than usual because of the cost cap? I don't. Is that the, that the yeah. question? In Jesus Christ. It depends. the twenty twenty
0: one, championship isn't dead in the water like the Dead Sea, but is it the Red Sea or the Dead Sea
2: you float in? I can't remember. So, um it's a good joke if i had what's it um is it six million if i had six million in notes strapped around me i would could float be, more i think un,
0: it could be under seven million dollars we don't know how much under and we don't know if it it's been spent on um and we yeah we don't know if it was paid in cash um <laughs> I'll <pay you> cash. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> Nigel.
0: You can fund us then. You can give us a cut of salary. I am funded you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. Um, Nigel pays my wages. Um, but anyway, getting straight into it, where we talk about wages and all of that kind of um, gubbins, the FIA has confirmed its cost cap administration report for the 2021 season. And eight teams, well, seven teams received their... Um, compliance certificate today Williams didn't get theirs because they handed in their original documents late they've been fined for that that's that's fine that's fine Aston Martin didn't get their certificate because they have been found to do a procedural breach of the financial regulations which just means they've basically done it wrong but a fine um, at the end of the day but they could still get a um a minor penalty like a reprimand or a fine or a sporting penalty Um, Oracle Red Bull Racing is considered to be in procedural and minor overspend breaches of financial regulations, which is the crucial interesting talking point of this, because they are the team in Formula 1 who have overspent, gone over the cost cap. They, They haven't capped their costs correctly. I'm trying to put it in as simple terms as possible, because there are going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of jargon thrown around the next in the next 10 minutes or so as we throw around random words. Um, and so Red Bull are, have been found to be in a minor overspend, which means that they are then, there's a, there's a litany of penalties, but it's not a major overspend. It means it's under sort of 7 million bucks, 7 million US dollars, about 5 million UK pounds for 2021, not for 2022, but that's a different podcast. Um and <laughs> and this time next year <laughs> yeah, we've gone over it again <laughs> this time next year there'll be a fantastic um, excuse which will be Liz Truss but anyway um, like I say it's a different podcast The Truss um, Effect <laughs> The Truss Effect on F1 is genuinely an essay waiting to be written and unfortunately oh, I, I, probably, you... I probably would write it if I was still working in F1 journalism
1: I think <laughs> I'd do I, it I, I, for his final project at uni Yeah, did a
2: dissertation I watched a really good uh, uh, video about from hitc 7s about what um, the UK's current financial predicament means for football. So I'd recommend that if you're interested Ooh. in football and politics and the economy, because that was very interesting and in depth and well thought out.
0: It may it may have transferable um,
2: skills to the Formula value. One world.
0: Yeah, um, value. There we go. Um, but anyway, returning to Formula One um, after that really interesting recommendation from Adam. Um, <laughs> Uh, that sounded like a dig. I, I actually genuinely found that interesting. I'm going to check it out, <laughs> but I'm really sorry. Um, but anyway, um, I've been trying to keep this buoyant and light, like I said, buoyant again, so we don't get um, get down in arguments like Nigel said. But anyway, um, Nigel, what do you think about the, 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 the overspend? What do you think about Rebels' overspend?
1: Well, I thought I was being harsh, but then Adam thinks I'm not. So my opinion is, and it doesn't matter which team this is, uh, they should be disqualified from the 2021 Constructors Championship. Uh, because it's Red Bull, they should get a huge fine, like in, the say, £100 million or something. Now, if it was a small team, it should be less, obviously, because you can't find Haas £100 million, That would be stupid. But because it's Red Bull, £100 million or something. Uh, reduction of the win tunnel time as well. <clears throat> uh, and that's what I'd do i think it's that simple for me i think, I think that does that's a really harsh punishment
0: and as a blanket other, especially, especially for, a blanket for, for being you know so minorly we don't know if it's seven million yeah, us dollars know absolutely. if it's one million us dollars blanket but, yeah whatever it is whatever it's been spent on whatever it whether it's marketing spend whether it's um can be proven that they just their, their budget for the, the car and for most of it didn't go over and it would say it was hypothetically something completely different you still yeah. think
1: I, I think because okay. we, we've got a rule so you've got to obey it basically, it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you're £1 over or, or whatever mm-hmm. there's a rule there and if you and if you let them get away with it that that then other teams will just get away with it in the future, you've got to be harsh because this mm-hmm. is the first time we've had this situation obviously because last year was the first time we had the budget cap in proper effect. So you the FIA have got to go big and punish them harshly, set a precedent so it won't happen again. So I think what I'm saying is pretty, you know, punishing, I think. What
2: why does the fine change? Because if you if you has you cannot find them
0: hundred million. So why
2: should you find
0: Red Bull that? Is the is the disqualification from constructors and then a in real terms, um, returning of the, the prize money that the the I don't know 30 million odd prize money for finishing second in the constructors,
1: yeah. Is
0: that is that not and then wind tunnel? Is that not fine enough? You want to put a huge fine on top of that, or is that
1: I don't know. I think that's, I just think, mm, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe the disqualification just for the constructors is enough, actually.
0: Maybe disqualification um, constructors, uh, I mean, yeah. for me, I think, um what's done in the 2021 let's be honest Mm -hmm. and i i do help i do kind of subscribe to the kind of point of view if um if there is necessity for a major punishment that it be um future based that it be sort of in in line with the kind of like a community service-esque kind of vibe for punishment like where you've got to you'll have winter on time reduced like you said where you then have to sort of pay off a higher fine and and things like that not like um, too much more, but you pay. Say you say it's like a three million. You pay ten million, that kind of thing, mm. and and just that you know that makes it not like it's a calculable risk then to take. Like you can't say, oh, okay, we just have to pay it back in the later years because you know that is the risk with the budget cap with the budget cap penalty that it can then be a strategic penalty. Yeah, because
1: like, like then you might push more for one season then like take the hit. In future seasons yeah. if it's kind of worth it. that. So that's the only problem with that. I should say disqualification from the championship that can't happen for a minor breach by the way. That's just what I would do. You can only be reduced points. You can't be excluded, I think, mm. for for the rules, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I think there is um Adam, what what what's your um personal Adam Dickinson line then in the same Adam way that Nigel just PM. put forward his 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 position? I
2: I think I subscribe more to your future-facing um, approach. I think where um, me and Nigel disagreed earlier was his, um, you know, him talking about the um, that if they got banned, if they got disqualified by the constructors last year, and then they'd be in the shitter. I don't think that's accurate. I think it's not. I I just don't think it changes that much to be honest about Red Bull and who they are now and going forward so that was kind of my main disagreement with what Nigel said earlier in private but yeah I think I mean could could you have a reduction for the budget cap in future years for a team that goes over like in in, totally I mean in in real terms that's what a fine would be in the the long run Um, yeah in 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 line in yeah I think as you say reduction in um reduction in winter and all time great and yeah a fine coming out of the team's budget for future years it, I mean you know obviously for this year it would have to be for 2023 it'd be quite difficult to enforce for 2022 but uh, yeah I think going forward that would be the way to
0: do the, the, it the I think the I risk thought... of getting bogged down in in what Nigel's about us to um, come in on on just kind of the nuance of a constructors championship meaning and disqualification and that kind of thing uh, to me and Nigel, we both think it would mean a bit more and the reputation of the team is important in this kind of regard. And if, if you are legitimately disqualified from a Constructors' Championship, you are legitimately um, officially confirmed as having cheated. And that's a very serious offence. But you're also right in the long run, Adam, that down the line, this kind of thing can be... When it's well, So if it's the day after 2021, then it would be way worse in the way that you look back to Schumacher being disqualified in 1997, that was done a a month, not even a month or so after the championship had finished there, Um, and he was second as well, but since then he was able to kind of regroup and carry on, his sponsors stayed the same, and so on. There are different scenarios, such as Crashgate, which I think is one that's a really awkward one to bring up, because obviously it was was a deliberate crash, Um, but the way it came out was similar similar in that it was a year and a bit on from the event. And then the reaction then became Renault essentially being given a delayed forced removal of the works team from the sport, but the team can remain as Team Endstone. And various senior figures were given um at points at the point at the time a lifetime ban from Formula One for Pat Simmons and Flavio Briatori, which has been brought down. But um yeah, like and they lost sponsorship and so on. I, you know, Fernando Alonso was already going, but, they was, but you know, things like that. And there's lots that, you know, it's the kind of scenario that I think every opinion is correct and every opinion is incorrect because it's the kind of thing you just need to see play out in the court of public opinion. To be honest, to see what happens, every route could
2: happen, in my Do opinion. You, when when you say about the constructors championship and how, I I don't see how that being stripped kind of makes if that's the punishment for cheating then surely that's not the um you know that's kind of a symptom of it rather than the the root cause which is if they get fined or if they get point uh winter or time reducted or whatever then that's still punishment for cheating so if they get Disqualified yeah, from the Constructors' Championship. That's
1: a, that's a punishment as well, disqualification from the
2: Constructors' Championship. Yeah, yeah but, but what Freddie was saying is that makes it official that they've cheated and oh, yeah, the no, long-term, long-term term, ramifications. I, I wasn't yeah. implying that other things weren't cheating. What I was meaning
0: with that is that it's such a, a black mark against a team's record that that whole season then for eternity will be marked as pointless and a waste and... um. Essentially, just dishonest. And a footnote on a fine on a, on a say, a Wikipedia article, you, you've got to go looking for. But if, on, if you have, say, a list of results and one of them is always disqualified, that's much more blatant. The reason I've got my opinion is I'm basing it off 2007
1: Spygate and McLaren were ex- exclu- excluded from the championship, or lose out to them, Fernando Alonso kept their points for the second and third, and they had just was out on the title, and they were given a big £100 million fine, which I think is still the record with the biggest fine in F1. That is basically what I'm... I'm taking that, and I know it's completely different, but I'm using that and using it for this. That's, that's how I've come to
0: my view. Yeah, no, that's totally, totally worthwhile of an opinion to develop and, and put towards it Um, Mm because to be honest I think all of us would agree that Spygate at the time was massively overblown for what it was um, in hindsight in that I mean it it was documents in possession in McLaren but in the way it was was I'm pretty sure they weren't necessarily used so much for the design of the cars. but um, it was a big deal that's
2: yeah that's my understanding of it well as well I think the issue is that kind of different different punishments mean different things to different teams if you take you know, if Williams had finished second in the Constructors' Championship last season and you take that away, that, and you take the money away it that came from difference. it. It does make a difference. Well, because, it, does, uh, it does to Williams. As,
0: um, to... as, as, you, as, um, as it is right to mention, and, and is that the Red Bull sponsorship deals that they've got are way higher than the, the deals that Williams have. If Williams have got to pay back, let's say, say but say it's realistic positions, say it's Williams finishing ninth or something <laughs> and paying it back, say they're paying back twenty. 3 million or whatever they would pay back. I don't know, that and I'm not going to look it yeah. up now, but say they've got to pay that back, that's a significant chunk of everything they earn, and that's arguably more than a title sponsorship deal for them. And whereas Red Bull have got um, $300 million, is it adding with Oracle, yep. over the course of three or four years, and over the course of five years. And, um, you know, that means that by comparison to your bottom line, it's an entirely different, Percentage of just the money you have in the bank. So it becomes a different kind of ball game. But it it is, you know, it is quantifiably a punishment. I just think Mm. you've got
1: to be harsh. Yeah. I I, I think it's got to be mostly about the season where the rules were broken. I Mm. think.
0: Yeah. So, uh, So I think an interesting point to raise about the FIA's statement today is that they've been very quick to um and very certain not very certain but sort of very um nuanced in their language in a way that they want to make it quite obvious that this isn't a big deal i think there's been a lot going around recently that sort of i mean even the stuff about 12 million dollar breaches and things like that and major breaches and so on and so forth but i mean and we've we've said it in this podcast it could be realistically at the moment because we don't have the transparency there we don't have the, the, the the spreadsheets and whatnot we don't saying that it's $7 million, that kind of thing, but it could realistically be a lot less. It could be, um, in the grand scheme, it could be 500 quid, let's be honest. Um, and the FIA are very clear to say that, um, you know, that everything's been done in good faith and, and there's been a lot of cooperation throughout the process. So they're very quick to sort of say, Rebel are, are doing the right thing here There's been a procedural breach and an overspend breach, but they've been doing the right thing. Everything's been going well. And the kind of just tone of it implies that there's not, um, that they're trying to quieten it down a bit. And Mm. now, depending on your opinion of the FIA, and I think it's a legitimate uh, perspective to have of this, that it could be um, them just trying to move the narrative on, but it also could be, them trying to just say, okay, hold your horses a bit, guys, because you're getting over overexcited. Where, where do you guys stand on on that front, Adam? What do
2: you think? Um, yeah, it's it's difficult to know, obviously, what's genuine, what's happened, because even within the minor breach, I don't know if they're going to announce exactly what the breach is, but. You know, being 10 grand over compared to being seven million dollars over is obviously a huge difference. So, and again, like where it's gone, there was, was there the quote about um, like catering service or was that a spoof? I didn't. That's a, re- that, a report. It's a to report from
0: Dutch journalist Eric van Haaren, who is a very re- respected Dutch journalist. But I mean, um, it's one report. So it's, far. Yeah, it's, it's one report. Not being, it's been taken up on social media more than on. News. Well, social media called for Lewis Hamilton to win the title. Huh? Um, <laughs> All right, Sergio, so... we know you've got a vendetta against everything. Hey, again,
2: every, a everything's a key word.
1: What do you mean? Um, I just said Red Bull, should we just the, the constructors, and that's yeah, not. Yeah, you didn't say Verstappen
2: should be qualified from the drivers, did you? Yeah, now, just like 2007 when. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we're getting sidetracked by puerility. So, yeah, I think again, I think it just really depends on where it is, and I. I think the issue is transparency. I don't feel like the FIA has maybe the good faith to, um, like you say, take them at their word that this isn't just PR. That's kind of where my issue is. Yeah, I think question marks the, are.
1: The problem is over the last few years, the Ferrari engine fuel saga mm. from twenty nineteen, which affected the twenty twenty season, that being kind of put to one side, uh, just during pre season testing, or on on the eve of pre- pre-season, was it the and final day? The eve day of pre-season.
0: the final day of pre-season testing at six o'clock at the exact end of the session when everyone yeah. was interviewing drivers, yeah.
1: Yeah, that along with...
0: Oh, God, my mind's just gone blank. <laughs> uh, what else is... I don't well, know. Well, just, just generic, generic messes that have been kind of stapled yeah. before and one which we'll get on to when we're talking about the Japanese Grand Prix.
1: Yeah, a lot a lot of inconsistency. Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi last year, obviously. Just all of that. It does make it difficult. But equally, like Adam said last week when we were talking about this, the FIA can't win whatever they do. matter if they go for the most extreme punishment or the lightest punishment. Yeah. Or somewhere yeah. in the middle. It you know, there's gonna be 50% of the people half oh, 50%, 50% or not. But it's tricky. And I do think they've got to set a precedent. I think a har a harsh precedent.
0: I think I think a precedent does need to be set, particularly considering it's the first rule set and yeah. the FIA are very kind of Keen usually to be um, lenient on that kind of scenario if it's the first time it's been applied um, as a rule, if it's different and so on. But I think in this kind of instance, it's one that that necessarily isn't necessarily the way forward. And what but one thing I would say and Rebel have been Rebel have obviously released a statement this evening um, saying that they believe they've complied, they're sticking to their guns on that. and I think that's a crucial point we should bring up as well. We can't take the FIA's word necessarily as gospel because every steward's decision we seem to disagree with. So um, I, I I, I, some, I do tend to fall on the line of, I think the teams tend, tend to have a better understanding of the rules than the FIA do for the majority of the time. And I mean, we can name many examples where Red Bull, particularly last year with the raid, team radio to... FIA, where Rebel were reading the rule book to Michael Mazzi, A uh, spa rings rings true when they put Sergio Perez back in the race and things like that. So um this is not over till it's over, obviously. But I mean I, I I I don't think Rebel are guilty yet in my mind, basically.
1: I didn't expect to hear that. <laughs> I,
0: I didn't just expect to... guilty. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, but this is my point. Is my point. Like okay. Um my point is. If there then then needs to be a formal investigation, which means it's not then the Cox cap administration means it's kind of a a wider group I'm pretty sure of an investigation, Um, then I would, I would be inclined to think that there's more, you know, I I would naturally, basically, if if this was an odds game, and you just say, who's more likely to get rules correct, and to understand them better? the FIA or red bull racing as a as a formula 1 team i would say red bull racing and that's basically what i'm saying so
2: yeah i get i get that. i get that and yeah. i'm really not surprised red bull are sticking to their guns kind of everyone yeah, yeah. involved in, in the in the upper, upper echelons of echelons as that it's um yeah i think a, a very proud team and a very proud group of people so i'm i'm not rightly so surprised that that's happening but i think just where you were listening off um what happened last season i think it is again it's just a shame that last season and what was a titanic battle between two drivers is then all of this off track stuff is just you know it's taking away for me the what we enjoyed last season and it's not you know there's just not the same you know, there's such enjoyment on track, but then off track, you're looking. You've got this, you've got Spa, you've got Abu Dhabi, and yeah, it's it's just a shame that kind of out of all seasons, it was that one that was held up as this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and that held it, up. It, but you, you know, know, in you a way, you not... could
1: say, in a way, you could say that kind of made it. In a way,
2: no, I don't I, think so. I, I,
1: I
0: would I, I, I would say, wouldn't. I would say the the the, um, the clouds came over Abu um, came over in Abu Dhabi, and the the, the storm is lifted since starting. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. It's, it's a shame that this isn't ever going to really be resolved to get as a feeling that,
2: that's the season that if, if you were wanting to convert anyone to f1 then you'd show them and you just say watch this and you know there was such drama in it and you know the absolute kind of everything you really want from a rivalry on track and it's to then have that yeah as i said um yeah, subtracted it- from by the goings-on it's just it's a real shame the quote from Josh Suttle who
0: works for the race is that this just further sours what was an excellent season and yeah. that it was, it was such, the end of 2021 is so sour but the, the whole thing was excellent and you know, I think we all oh, yeah. agree with that. But I think the, still the, the final point. For me. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And the final point to, to throw in on financial regulation, Ross Braun said that these would have teeth, these regulations. He 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 said, he he said what Nigel said about straight out just going, you're gonna be thrown out basically. Um, now yeah, Ross Braun, there we go. Yeah, that that re- realistically is the only time sort of a mouthpiece in from in governing body perspective has been put towards this kind of breach. So and we haven't seen Stefano Domenicali or anyone anywhere for ages because they've they've gone to ground. Um so Not literally. Do we think do we think the FA are gonna come out of this really badly or really well? Oh, well, badly.
2: well, whatever they do,
1: whatever to do badly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I don't, I think if they do throw the rule book at Red Bull, and I don't think, I don't, think, I don't know about really badly. I think they'll come, of, come out. I think regardless of what happens, I think they'll come out of it worse than if it hadn't happened at all. Um, but it's, it's again like how that how they deal with it can have a huge impact. I, I do think yeah. if they've if there's a pretty menial penalty, then I think that will really really erode trust in them. I think if they if they do slap them with a harsh penalty, then for again it's it's not going to. I don't think for fans it's really going to you know. It, whatever side you are on the um, Verstappen, not Verstappen, Hamilton side uh, line, then, you know, you're going to find some issue with it. But I think in, you know, neutrals and journalists and, you know, people who maybe aren't as, um, you know, all in on one driver or team, then I think it can um, provide, uh, yeah, I think the way they deal with it will go a long way to kind of showing whether they come out really badly or just a bit worse than when they came in.
1: Yeah, I I think the explanation, if we get a statement, which hopefully we will, that's what will be key for me. If they explain it and explain it well, that should be okay. But if they explain it and there's things like, hang on, that doesn't make sense for that. Like we've seen before with race incidents, like Singapore, for example, with the the Perez uh, safety car thing. If If we read it and we find points where it doesn't fully make sense or it's not consistent, that's where my problem will kind of come
0: with it. Moving from one controversial storyline to um, another the twenty twenty two Japanese Grand Prix, we were all looking forward to a return to Suzuka and Suzuka definitely delivered in terms of storylines and cars that can cool on track um, but it also delivered in storylines such as ah, um, oh, we get to see how the new wet race rules are implemented, and oh no, a tractor on the track very bad, genuinely very bad and um oh he's not the world champion oh what he is the world champion no what oh oh so that is a brief um emotional journey through the japanese grand prix for you there we're gonna we're gonna touch on the 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 um the most sort of landmark talking point which is the world championship Max Verstappen is the 2022 world champion we're, what, half an hour into this podcast now? We're talking about that? I mean, for goodness sake, what's what's going I've on? Seen, I
1: thought we was doing two different episodes. The budget episodes, cut's going why.
0: on. Well, Nigel <laughs> thought we were doing two different episodes, but we're yeah. not. We're doing one episode. Yeah. We're doing a bumper episode. This is Deluxe's Jumbo. Deluxe. Um, this is a like, premium
1: episode. You have to pay for it, except
0: this You don't That's why you're hearing for this. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but as part of this Deluxe Jumbo yeah. bumper Christmas edition episode... Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about Max Statham being 2022 world champion, but the process to get him to 2022 world champion was bumpy and disorganised and soaking wet. Nigel, in your most matter-of-fact and com- uncomplicated and simple way that I know you can do as an expert journalist, please take us from point A to point QT what the fuck about how <laughs> Max Verstappen became world champion.
1: Uh, I'm not going to do the whole season, or so else that will take about ten days. I'll just no, do it when he crosses the line.
0: Do more of a, a Japan, <laughs> yeah. Take. I don't, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: So across his line, no one. I'm pretty sure no one's even thinking they won the world championship. Maybe even John from Wheatley, maybe because we saw him talk. We, we, we should
0: mention that he won like, the race very well. Yes, he won um. the race. Yeah, he dominated,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a great drive as well. But Phenomenal yeah. Drive. Uh, Basically, no one realized the key point in the FIA regulations, which said uh, if the race doesn't resume, then uh, a certain amount of points will be given 25, 50%, or 25%, 50%, or 75%. Yeah. Uh, but because it did resume after one lap and we got and it finished with a checkered flag, uh, four points were given because of that stupid little.
0: Uh, phrase which will hopefully be changed.
2: Hopefully. So, so yeah. So the crucial
0: point is that um, just to yeah, the crucial point is that after Spa, rules are brought in to make it that twenty five percent of the rate to split the race essentially into quartiles. If it's not gonna um make the full distance, um, so that twenty five percent is worth seven hundred points, fifty percent is on seven hundred points, seventy five percent and hundred yeah. percent, and so on into so those four bands. And the, the belief was among everybody in the entire world that um, if the race isn't going to finish in the three hour clock window of the race running, which is, makes sense as the time in Japan by the fact that it was basically dark when it finished, um, is that, OK, we haven't got the 75% distance, but we have got past 50% distance, we'll give the third band of points, And that was just the belief of that that is the system. But no, that's only the system if a race cannot be restarted and that's where it ends. And that's bonkers but anyway that's how it was so that's what the thing is different point systems to formula one
1: say they restart the race to do four laps that means they give out four points under this yeah did you do four laps if they they
2: do spa if they do what two laps behind the safety car that will still be it has to be green flag doesn't it does it have to be green flag it has to be green flag now i think i think
0: crucially but i'm not sure if um, but if you did three laps, yeah, like Nigel says, if you, you can do a six lap race that never's restarted, you can do a six lap race, do three and three, and it's entirely different. So
2: that, that's that's where my issue. Well, that's one of the many issues. The but correct yeah, issue. Yeah, it, 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 is it just the correct issue. It's to just have. not like <laughs> uh, it's. It just doesn't. I mean, you know, it gave some excitement in the race because we thought, you know, are they going to tick over half points? Are they going to get above this th- threshold? Yeah, it made when made the oh, championship decided,
0: didn't but, it? It made it a championship
2: decider for us. But, but it's pre- it's just daft. Like it's yeah, it's really daft, and I don't know whether it's been. I, I don't know. I don't know whether it was left in as a loophole or if it was left in as a just we didn't think of that. Um, okay, I, I don't think it's. It, a, it, it, I don't think. I think the phrase loophole,
0: it's been used a bit. I, I, I take umbrage with it being called a loophole. It's both of those individually. It's a hole in the regulations and it's bloody loopy. And it's <laughs> just like, like it's, it's, it is by all manner of things. It is technically a loophole, but it's really, it's a plot hole. And it's, it's a gaping chasm in the regulations. I, I just, yeah. It, that that, that after, line was after there spa. prior to spa. That line was
2: there prior to spa. Mm. But so after that regulation Spa, is, where is not you, been
0: deleted in the right way.
2: But after is Spa, where you have such a catastrophic farce, like, it was just ridiculous. And do you not, like, go through and check everything to make sure that there's not a loopy hole There isn't a loophole there? Like, it, Apparently it, just, not. Seems, Apparently it just it just seems gobsmacking that they would, but the like, thing, miss the that. Crucial,
0: one of, one of, I've said the crucial thing many a time already in this, in the, this segment, but one of the other crucial things to me that stands out is that what they put, what, you know, the, the bands, the quarter, quarter system is a really, you know, that's common sense. That's a really good way yeah. to deal with it. And the way they implemented common sense was with a, just, you know, a sprinkling of idiocy. They just had to make it copyright FIA, didn't they? Um, and yeah. I, I just I beg his belief sometimes that like, you know, they're very, you know, brilliant people working in the organisation and, you know, they, they come up with, you know, come up, implement this kind of thing really nicely and neatly and we all think, oh, that's, you know, it's a good system, it's working really well, it's making this race make a lot of sense, it's making this, this sort of 25, 26 lap race we're getting now kind of makes a lot of sense and it's really interesting and we're going to get a bit out of it. And then at the end of it, it just falls flat. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought we what? had it all kind of nailed there we, and Claire getting a penalty wouldn't do done anything, but it turns out that that then became the crucial factor yeah. because what, of Joe New's fastest lap. What I didn't like was
1: we didn't get that kind of iconic celebration on the team radio kind of thing I because I, I can remember pretty much every season for the last 15 years the radio or like the celebration even when a championship well, can, 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 can you impersonate person Can I input? I'm not going impu- <laughs> to uh, I had two questions there. What did Raikkonen say? Yeah. He, his race recently told him that he won it by one point. And I think we won it by By one my point. calculations. Yeah, by my... It's no, one yeah. point oh, yeah. to Hamilton. What, yeah. what did
2: Hamilton say Oh, we're 2015? not going through this. 2015. You said it. it was
1: USA 2015. 20, USA. 2015. I don't... I can't remember exactly what it, is, but, like, the moment is there. Like, I can see the image see, with the flag I, and that kind of thing.
2: I actually kind of... I think this is memorable. Like it's no, not for the right stupid. reason. It, it's not. It's not for the right reasons. But it is him being in the like post race interview when he gets told, or like standing off the side. You should of the have the right interview. to celebrate Bill properly. Like he did get the right to celebrate. Him. Look yeah. on the. Oh, it's there's a million says, photos of them celebrating. They look oh, yeah, like they had a great time. I, I think. Not... I think both points are right in that
0: regard. They're, they're, you don't have to have a you know a standoff on this one. Like it's certainly nice to find out. And in, in you know immediately and to come across the line and have that release and elation that must be fantastic. Mm. We all heard the radio message in Abu Dhabi last year. That's you know that's just phenomenal joy and happiness. It does feel it, it becomes a bit flatter, but you're still world champion. You're still happy about that kind of thing. So both things are going to happen, but the sort of the rush of it isn't going to be there. And you know I, I feel a bit bad for for Max Staff and Red Bull that they don't have that. But then again, I mean if it's a, if it's decided outside of the races races and championships have been that's the case and you know it does make it memorable you're right adam and and you're right nigel it does make it also a bit flat but um
2: it, it honest, embodied the race one, very well
0: i thought well it, it it um i mean i think Mac, i think max verstappen took it very well and i think he's found it quite funny and i think yeah. Um, he's just, it's the right
1: driver to kind of happen to because of his personality, mm. he's very relaxed and that kind of thing. I know on TV radio he has his antics, but especially over the last few years, he when it comes to like interviews or just talking to people, he keeps it very kind of neutral, is what he says. He doesn't get too mm. positive or too negative, really. Mm. Uh, so it kind of worked out, it, it happened to him.
0: To so the FIA's credit, this regulation was known by them, and you know. If we look at the, the race coverage, on the on-screen graphics for the whole thing did have the full point. They didn't have the half point system or anything at any And saying they said at this point, Verstappen would be champion, and so on with plus twenty-five, plus fifteen, and so on. And crucially, the wrong. point with that, everyone <laughs> thought it was wrong. We all thought the F1 graphics were wrong. The um, F1 Instagram thought it was wrong, um, which is um, quite funny and but I, I you know I feel a bit bad for them because they're in the same boat as us probably someone sat in a, a flat in London working from home trying to figure it out um and it's, it's it's a shame that it's messy but to be honest that's that's trademark but one thing that shouldn't be trademark and is a you know not something that should be worth having really a segue into really is the everything that went on with the the recovery of uh, Carlos Sainz's crash car, which Aqua off the road on lap one, fairly obviously completely just went nothing Carlos Sainz could do. And as the recovery, was, the recovery was to bring a tractor crane right onto, onto one of the fastest parts of the track in the wet to pick up that car and move it off as quick as possible to get the racing underway again. Um, Now, all the, the majority of the cars were led past the um, the tractor by the safety car at reduced speed, as is ordinary um, in dry conditions when there's a tractor somewhere in the vicinity, but not normally on the track. Um, and but due to the nature of where this crash was, it was there. Um, Pierre Gasly came past at a bit of a quicker pace because that is customary for people catching the safety car queue when they're released when their delta is then turned off they can then be released and it's catch with the queue and then there was a red flag and he was going too fast and he got given a penalty um but the main issue with this is that um there was in horrific treacherous conditions there was a tractor in an awful location trying to recover a car and rightly spark memories of 2014 where a tractor recovering car in a for want of a better phrase a less of a firing line location uh, was hit by Joel Bianchi's car and subsequently injured him enough to cause him to die from his injuries in 2015 and you know this isn't on
1: yeah uh I don't know what, whoever's, whoever made the call, no, the FIAR investigation whoever, whoever made a call Sort of crane or tractor, whatever you call it, there, they've got a lot of explaining to do because it could have been a lot worse, quite frankly. And there was a marshal there as well. But what I will say is, I think Gasly is also partially at fault. I'm, I'm not going to say like how much, but like, well, he's not like. He's got a minor part to play in it because I do think he was going too fast. And even if there was no crane or recovery vehicle there, Science's car still would have been there anyway. And if he did not, you know, if he loses mm-hmm. it. So I, I do think he was going too fast anyway. He was in fifth gear, I think, yes. at that point. So, yeah, he
0: was and going too fast.
1: So I, I know we got the penalty after, for after that, but still at that point in the track, he knew the instant was there. I mean, he had the advertising boarding for the lap before. He surely would have been told by his team that there was a car there. So even if you take away the uh, crane tractor thing, the side scar
0: still would have been there. Well, this is the, the thing like they're both yeah, in the wrong. Yeah. Exactly. I think um, there's a, a theory somewhere in psychology and all of that and business workplace stuff. The, the thing you've got to allow for most is human error so that's ghastly and then but then you've got to put that kind of in the safest possible environment and by putting the tractor there is that's not then being put yeah. in the safest possible environment yeah. and um like realistically from that side it's um the the driver and the car's life comes first and you know marshall's working around the track that all comes first and the way you then work to get that comes second, and you've got to kind of make sure it's in a a safe scenario. And the reason that it took such a long time to recover Daniel Ricciardo's car at Monza, meaning there wasn't safety car restarts, because where that car broke down meant they had to do a live snatch, had to get the, the 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 tractor out there, and that was not on a part of the track that could conceivably be seen as a racing line firing off. That was quite a safe part of the track that was parked up, but they were approaching it with a lot of caution. And making sure that cars were at other parts of the track to deal with it in in the right way, and that just wasn't
2: dealt with in this scenario. I I don't think I don't think cars should be going past a a crane on track at all. To be honest, I think people. I understand that this incident is worse because of the conditions and where it was on the track, but I just think that shouldn't be a thing at all. Um, But yeah, coming. Beyond that, I think I just echo what you said. It just brings back horrible, horrible memories of um, eight years ago, and it's it, again just inconceivable. It's it's like Nigel said. Whoever called that, I you know how can you how how can you you know make that decision and think, oh yeah, that'll be okay. I do not understand, but um, yeah, it's yeah. not.
0: Well, it's yeah, it's a it, panic situation,
2: isn't it? It is a completely panic
1: decision yeah, it might be the marshal might be the guy driving yeah it might have been the, marshal, might have been the, the yeah. finger, it might be race control
2: you know that's what needs to be found out really but if <laughs> that if that's I, there I just... in itself then that is an issue like if there's no oh, totally yes. like, yeah like like that's not you know it, it shouldn't be on you know have several people it, there should be someone who can be able to decide that and put that through and their word is gospel on it and if that's not the case then that's you know it makes the issue even bigger i think yeah there's a lot to be
0: said about the fact that just because something's been done for a long time wrongly doesn't mean you should just try and make that right you should just stop doing that because it's been being done wrong for ages and this feels like that kind of situation particularly in the wet and even if you're going to be you're going to keep having tractors or trucks going on track at points which is um without red flags being in every race seems to be the only way sometimes or just have very sort of convenient cranes off track which is going to be impossible at the majority of tracks um then you're going to need to just have a much better way of addressing this and and to be honest be more um convenient with i mean you can have a quick stop procedure and just have cars just line up behind the safety car on the grid that kind of thing and then go and Hmm. return you don't lose a lap you don't necessarily you don't lose you know time with a red flag procedure and things like that so much i mean that's probably me being incredibly naive about how an f1 car works but um if it takes if if that tractor which was going in there was you know the impression was it was going to go in there pick it up go out quickly and you could drive cars quite slowly around the track and let that for this instance instant you could probably do that in three minutes and make it a three minute um safety car train to do that and it's just a case of thinking about that and assessing the situation and seeing where that is and I think you know one thing that you know is fairly good from the outcome of this is the outrage if you will to see that it will become more afterwards hopefully with more of a system afterwards
1: yeah, definitely. And I think Howard, going back to Adam's point, in the 2018 Azerbaijan Grand Prix, Howardson, they were going, there's Roman on crash, and they had a truck and uh, the safety car came out and they were still going, they were going about 20 miles an hour past it. And even Howardson was calling for a red flag or why, why was the truck there kind of thing. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with Adam. We shouldn't really have those cars going past those vehicles at all. I mean, it's happened informally quite a lot as well, which is annoying. It's happened yeah. in F1, obviously. So just all motorsport, we shouldn't have, these. You shouldn't have anything bigger than an F1 car and so heavy and on, the, on the track when there's cars going round, even if it is beyond the safety go.
0: Briefly, we should touch on a few other things that have happened um, in the Japanese Grand Prix. Uh, the race did obviously get underway after um, Olympia, uh delay, which is the right decision for the delay and the right decision for the race to get underway. I think we just agree on that. Um, but the race did allow for some
2: good moments. There were some really good I, battles in there. I think, obviously, putting aside the first lap and all of what happened with Gasly, I think it was a kind of enjoyable nearly sprint race. Um, once it actually did get under racing conditions, then... I did I did enjoy it it was you, you just had bits and pieces going on all over the field you had a drawing track and you know vettel making the uh vettel making the decision um and having a good race and let's see if you going with him if you doing the there same was, yeah. yeah and um leclerc and Perez battling at the end hamilton and ocon um for quite that a long time it was a mesmerizing battle that in my yeah. opinion
0: the hamilton ocon battle to be honest yeah. and i was hugely impressed with ocon
2: Hugely impressed with Ocon. I think Russell's had, overtakes yeah. through the field as well. Russell was doing some great moves. So, yeah, I think it was um, one of the better races of the season. I think one of the better wet races of the season. Um, yeah,
0: it was
1: proper pure racing, no DRS on an old school track. So you've got to be brave, you've got to be bold. If you make a tiny mistake, you can spin off that kind of thing. Yet, pretty much everyone for the restart kept it on the track. And the decision from Vettel and Latifi to pitch straight away, which is why I said you should do my work slack, <laughs> paid off completely because <laughs> he undercut uh, half a dozen cars uh, and got points. And especially for Latifi in his final season, it now means every driver has scored points this season, which is amazing. I think crucially uh, so for
0: Latifi, just did a great job on Latifi. The Rest of it, it wasn't just a gamble that went well either. I mean, there was luck involved, but the drive around that was really good. Yeah, mm. the way he, oh, was, he was matching the pace, there are points where Norris wasn't able to keep up with him, <laughs> and you know, that's impressive. That was it, was actually genuinely mm. a really impressive drive from him. And
2: similarly, I drive record,
0: then, the, the, yeah, in I'm, Hungary, though, as well,
2: in in what yeah, conditions right. in Hungary, as well. Um, and uh, another driver, I I he think was, was good in the wet. Yeah, and and kind of on that track, I think this was Vettel's best race weekend since at least Turkey, twenty twenty. Another work race. Um, well, back in twenty twenty one. I think this was better. No, sorry, I okay. was thinking of back in twenty twenty two. I mean, to be fair, yeah. it's still debatable. But
0: well, back in twenty twenty one, I mean, if we're going to debate, was where he basically did an overcut on six or seven cars.
2: <laughs> so I think that was pretty
0: good. Yeah, um, no, that was in good. The dry.
2: Um, I think make, making Q uh, Q3 this weekend was impressive as yeah, well. It was impressive. There were, and, and there are a lot of just good drives that really stood out. And I think, Nigel,
0: your point about everyone staying pretty clean in the restart and then keeping it on the island for the, for the next half an hour, 40 minutes, excellent stuff. I mean, that's, those are hard conditions to drive in. And they drove very well, very well. I think yeah, you, you had Joe you spin on lap one. You had, obviously, Carlos Sainz's crash. And you had Alex Albon pulling over with a retirement, not with any, um, not with lack of skill from driving, and that's kind of it on that front. To be honest, no. Leclerc uh, obviously went wide at the final corner and earned himself a penalty for um, essentially for the way that he rejoined and and then nearly put Perez in the in the in the in the gravel. Um,
1: was that penalty right? Five seconds.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah I think we all kind of all saw it at the time and probably thought, yeah, a it's a five second penalty. He's
2: it's gone didn't off. Know
1: it, it didn't know it would affect the championship, No, did we? Uh,
2: no, we didn't. Um, but it I, did. I mean, the, the, those two going into the first corner, that was fantastic. I thought Leclerc got it. And then, you know, going full guns blazing, Verstappen hanging it around the outside, Leclerc mm-hmm. keeping it on the inside without causing a collision. It was, you know, in absolute. Soaking conditions brilliant, brilliant on driving. inters that was fantastic. I mean, you, you know, the it, like we said with uh, a and Vessel, you do just get you know in wet conditions, you get standout moments from people that you maybe wouldn't expect. When I mean, he stroll on the first lap from his start, really, really ballsy, really move clever inside really to clever. the pit wall, um, really clever. Yeah, just and, you know, that was fantastic.
0: We've obviously, I, I think we're, we're we're running a bit tight of time. We've obviously um had a lot of this podcast has been. You know, a bit meh about things, but it, it, we've ended on you know the the core of F one being very good, the racing being good, the drivers being good, and all of that. So on a positive note, that's, that's a good place to to wrap it up and kind of think about F one for the future. The track action's good, the the off track is what we talk about, but the track action is is seem from at ah, Suzuka this weekend was pretty healthy. Um, we do have obviously more to talk about from F1 at this weekend. We've obviously got Gasly's announcement. There's um, loads going on, on on that side. Ricardos uh, basically said it looks like he's not going to be here and things like that. Um, we'll, we'll get on to that in the future because we're running tight for time. But um, that basically then means that it brings to an end our cost cap mm. Japanese Formula 1 grand prix review well, it's not been a cap special. on the podcast
1: has it like
2: to, it's not the, a
0: cap to on the podcast <laughs> we, this so is yes. a gap on this podcast the budget podcast there's a, a cap on the episode we're capping the episode here
2: i feel like as a podcast we are end. quite a budget podcast we don't overspend on too much beyond man hours it's not yeah um <laughs> we don't overspend on catering that's
0: for sure um <laughs> i've got a bottle of water here and you guys don't have anything um I've got a glass with nothing in it, and, and I just got a mug. And he's got somewhere to spill hold it. his tea. Don't, oh, spill okay. um, on. don't 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 <laughs> try and spill possibly... on your laptop. Man. Don't try and <laughs> spill on your laptop. <laughs> can... Don't just spill it on your laptop. What are you doing? Could possibly go wrong. No, I, I can't see it though, Nigel. You're gonna have to take oh,
2: it a bit It's too more. bright. Yeah, it's too it bright. It's bright. What is it? Future. Milk. Turn it upside down. Upside
1: down What is? Yeah. No, I can't.
2: <laughs> Just see like every second. Well, we've <laughs> Try, lost decide no what opinion. it is as it comes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. yeah.
0: Well, we will be back in the future. Um, you can find more from us. Hopefully.
2: On- Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm trying to wrap yes, up. Yes, we will. We might not be. Then. We might We not will be back. back we will be back in the past. No, if no we're not, well, we are. Back, we are in the past. To be fair, you're
0: stuck in the past.
2: If we're not gonna be
0: back, you'll find out on our social channels at to oh, F1 oh. on on Twitter, at Freddy Dot No, that's, that's not Bloody hell. That's a different one. Um man. yeah. That's Freddy dot. Freddy's private. But well, please, I don't have a Tinder username, I just have an account. <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> at Fred 1999 on um Twitter at Adam Dickinson01 ah. and at Nigel C Jernot. You can find us all there where we, we talk. With our dry wit and people don't get our jokes. Um, and if you if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to us. Please leave a nice review if you can on your chosen platform. Please share us, tell your friends, do all of that jazz because we we are doing it for the validation. We don't like F one, um, as you can probably tell from this podcast. We love it. Yes, we love it. Look, classic Simon Cowell line. Uh, but we'll see you um, in the week off before the US Grand Prix, and we'll see you for the US Grand Prix in Austin in two weeks' time. Um, so all, all that's left to say is thank you for listening and watching. Goodbye. Bye. Listening and watching.